Hey everybody, how are you guys doing today? We are so excited to be back with you today. And Grayson, I got Grayson back here in the yep. house with us today. And uh, we are excited to talk to you about some really cool stuff today. Uh, I know it's getting close to Christmas, Grayson. We're not going full Christmas today, but we've got a really good topic yeah. that I think leads us well into the Christmas season. Definitely. And we've got, you know, the little Christmas tree, a uh, little Charlie Brown yeah. guy. I mean, you got um, to, right? <laughs> but we want to talk to you guys today about hope. And I feel like hope is one of those Christmas buzzwords like joy or jingle or jolly or iPad, you know. <laughs> yes, it kind of is. It definitely is. It's yeah. Just that word you say, it almost, you know, it, it sort of loses its meaning around Christmas time because everybody just says it. I don't know if we really know what it means. Yeah. And, and that's really what we wanted to talk about is what hope is really all about. And, and I think one of the reasons that hope gets brought up so much around Christmas time is because there was 400 years between the end of the Old Testament mm. and when Jesus was born. <clears throat> so there was 400 years of silence where nothing was happening, yeah. where people were just like waiting for God to do something. They were waiting for the Messiah and he finally arrives. And that's what the, the word Advent is all about. I know a lot of people do like Advent devotionals on you version and stuff. Yeah. Um, but Advent is all about arrival which ties into hope because really I think one of the best ways to define hope is a state of waiting and expectation. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's a really good, I mean, that's probably the best definition is you're kind of this expectantly waiting. Um, and that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's what hopefulness is. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have that expectation of something good to come, then you're not very, very hopeful probably. Yeah. Um, and you know, hope, and, and the idea of waiting is not really something that we're used to. We live in a <laughs> not at all a culture of instant gratification because of technology. You know, we live in a culture where things are easy and it's not a lot of like looking forward to hope. It's like I don't have to wait for someone to get my letter. I just send them a text and they instantly right. get that unless they're on a farm or something <laughs> or, or like, yes. you know, I don't have to wait to see my loved one who lives across the country, I could FaceTime them and instantly see them. So I, right. I think the idea of waiting is not something we're even really used to these days. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't even, uh, you don't have to wait to like go to the grocery store. You can just pull that thing up on your phone and it can be at your house tomorrow. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's wild. I mean, there's same day delivery on some things. Yeah. Like you don't, I mean, you can be like sitting at home and be like, man, I don't even desperately need this. I just really want it. And it can be there later that day. Right. And, and you don't have to leave your couch. Yeah. And it's like, if it doesn't have the little prime symbol next to it, it's like, keep on scrolling. Uh, yeah. Just no. <laughs> forget about it's like, it. If I can't get in in two days, I don't even want it. That's right. Um, but <laughs> the, the idea of waiting is something that comes up a lot, especially in the Psalms. Mm. I think it's like 80 sometimes it talks about waiting on the Lord. Yeah. Um, and I, I just thought like, how often do we just try to rush God <laughs> instead of hoping in God? I'm sure nobody does that. No, not at all. No, I, <laughs> nobody's doing that. No, you're totally right. I mean, it's kind of like I have a plan and I would like to do that unless you give me some kind of big uh, confirmation that I should not do that. I'm like, I want to just keep trucking forward and moving ahead with yeah. my plan. And uh, we don't wait. Wait is definitely not something that is uh, utilized very much in our culture, at least. 
Yeah, and we talked a few weeks ago about just like how the pace of life is so fast, especially oh, yeah. around Christmas. You know, you've got holiday Christmas parties and your yep. Christmas shopping. And a you've million got things work happening. And just a bunch of stuff going on. So the idea of like stopping and just slowing down and waiting is like foreign, uh, especially right now. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think looking back and slowing down is really one of the ways that we can have hope. To look forward and hope, we really need to look back at what God has done. Oh, I think yeah. one of the, the best ways to do that is just to like see what God has done in Scripture. You know, Throughout the whole thing, we just see God's faithfulness and, and yeah. what he's done for the nation of Israel. And you know, look, moving on to the New Testament, it's like, man, we have the ultimate source of hope to look back on and be like, okay, like what God promises that hasn't happened yet, that we're waiting for that stuff's going to happen because Jesus didn't just come to earth, but he, he died, but he rose again three days later. Yeah. And we could look back on that and say like, man, God was so faithful. You know, we can root and anchor ourselves in that and look forward and hope because right. of that. Yeah. And we can have a ton of hope in just looking back at what he's already accomplished. And uh, man, that's so true. You're 100% right on on that. Um, because people, you know, it, it can be easy, you know, the hope, right? You, you use that word because you're hopeful that Christmas will be good. You're hopeful that a new year will be better than the last one. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to kind of, kind of fingers crossed almost like I think it will be, or at least I would like for it to be, but I don't really know if it will be. Um, but if you, with God, we don't have to do that. Yeah. He has never not delivered. And and it can take just a simple looking back to see what his track record on promises is. Yeah. To be given that little bit of hope. Yeah, okay. You know, he's... Uh, I don't know that Christmas this year is going to be better than last year's, but I do know with confidence that God's going to make good on his promises. And he's told me how this whole thing's going to shake out. So... Yeah. And we can even, like, look back at our own lives, like... Yeah. Last Sunday you talked about gratitude and I felt like convicted about that. Like, you know, I'm not grateful enough for my parents or my girlfriend or, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but then I like was sitting in the service and I was like, shoot, how often do I pray for something? Get exactly that and not even thank God. Right. Yeah. And just move forward. And it's, it, it, it's not this major defect in, in a person's character. It is normal and it's natural. And it, a lot of it is a product of um, our environment and the culture that we live in and stuff like that. We just, we move forward. We rush ahead, mm -hmm. especially when things are going the way we want them to or anticipate them to. We just keep on moving forward. We don't take that time to stop and really uh, think about the being grateful and thankful for or where we're at and what has happened and the good things that we have in our lives, the good people that we have in our lives. And again, I'll, I'll say it again and again. I said it on Sunday multiple times, right? Yeah. You have to stop and express it. it. It's not enough to just feel it because I mean, unless you are just clinically narcissistic, you yeah. feel gratitude. I mean, All just about everyone yeah. feels gratitude. Um, but it's not enough to feel it. You have to express it because gratitude that is felt but not expressed, it doesn't, it can't benefit the other person that you're actually grateful for unless you actually express it. 
Mm. And truthfully, it doesn't really even impact you or have a positive effect on you unless you actually stop and take the time to express it. I mean, think about like whenever those times have come where you, you probably felt gratitude for God answering a prayer that you asked for, or just for, you know, uh, a friend doing something nice for you or your parents providing whatever you feel that. But then if you don't express it and you just move on from it, do you even remember that it happened? Yeah. Like you hardly even remember that it occurred, let alone take the time to be appreciative of the fact that it did happen. Yeah. But if you actually stop yourself and take time to express it, write a card to that person, stop and and say a prayer and just, you know, converse with God and say, thank you so much. Um, or, or go give your mom a big hug and say, I love you and give your dad a big hug and say, dad, you've always provided. I really appreciate you. You know, mm-hmm. when you stop and do that, then those become memory moments, things that you'll actually be able to look back on and say, oh yeah, I remember that. That was, yeah. that was big. And that requires the slowing down, the stopping, <laughs> yes. yeah, the getting to a pace of life where you're able to to do that and i think like a really practical thing to like look back at like what you prayed for and see god's faithfulness so we could look back and then therefore look forward in hope and trust in god is to like write out your prayers like that's a really simple thing but i could look back and be like oh on you know june 2nd i prayed for this and then you know in august it happened you know right like I could look back and say, God, thank you for that. So writing out your prayers is is a really just practical way to see God's faithfulness just in your own life. Right. At least at least giving yourself something to go back and look at. When the busyness hits and mm-hmm. you, you find yourself several months away from having written that down, at least you can go back and see, oh, yeah, I, re- I forgot that I was praying that, uh, you know, uh, my friend's relationship would be restored with their with their girlfriend or their spouse or their mm-hmm. whatever, and then I just moved on with life, and it did, and and it, it totally did. But that was months ago, and I forgot. Yeah. But just to be able to go back then and look at that and say, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I'm gonna take some time and uh, maybe uh, you know even shout uh, sh- send a little note of encouragement to that friend of yours, but then to stop and say to God, you know, thanks for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I, I know you don't have to do what I ask. Um, and yet you answered that prayer and I mm-hmm. am very grateful that you did. Yeah. And I think a, an important distinction for hope is that hope is not optimism. Yeah. Not the same thing. Um, optimism is having a positive attitude because of the circumstances mm-hmm. and hope is about waiting expectantly on the Lord in spite of the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, they're, they're not exactly the same thing. Again, they might, they may have similar, you know, characteristics, but for sure, it's not exactly the same thing. And, you know, I keep thinking in my mind through the midst of this conversation, I keep thinking of Hebrews 11, you know, we have this, uh, you know, optimism is again, maybe like how we typically use the word hope, when it comes to, I hope next year will be better than last year. I hope that Christmas will be good. I hope the Buckeyes are good. I hope yeah. that, yes, they did. The <laughs> You know, I know the football thing didn't work out so great this last weekend, but, you know, the basketball team did beat number beat one Duke, Duke last yeah. night. So that's pretty great. I'll take that. You know, I, I hope, like, we use that word hope more probably like the word optimism. Maybe we should yeah. be using the word optimism because it's sort of like this fingers crossed thing, right? Mm. I don't mm-hmm. know that Christmas is going to be better this year than last year. I don't know that next year is going to be any better than last year was, but I hope that it will be. 
Yeah. Maybe I'm just, I'm optimistic, fingers crossed. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But the hope that we have, especially when you bring that into our faith, the, the, the context of our faith and our dependence on God, you know, uh, Hebrews 11, again, it talks about how our faith is a confidence in what we hope for yes. and an assurance in things that, yeah, maybe we haven't seen. We weren't here when Jesus was here and we haven't seen him return yet. But the Bible routinely talks about it being something that we can be confident in and we can have assurance of. It's not a fingers crossed situation. Yeah, It's like, maybe it will, maybe it won't. No, it's guaranteed to happen. Again, I reference God's track record mm. on keeping his promises. He has never not delivered. We could sit, Grace and you and I could sit here and talk for hours about, you know, God's track record on keeping promises. Entire books have been written about oh, God's track yeah. record on keeping his promises. Uh, st- even even the st- statistical probabilities of, of the likelihood that all of his promises that he made would be kept. Sure. I, I heard this analogy one time that uh, the likelihood of Jesus just fulfilling the, the, the prophecies made about the Messiah— is the same likelihood of you taking uh, a, taking nickels and stacking them like knee high across the entire state of Texas and being able to walk into the state of Texas and pick one particular nickel out, like maybe one that you put a mark on or oh something like gosh. that. That is the likelihood. Now, I heard that. I mean, that's the statistical probability that just Jesus would fill the messianic prophecies, not even all the other promises that God made about other things mm. to Abraham and to all these other people. Wow. So it's a, it's statistically impossible that all the pro- promises that God made he would keep and he has never not delivered. Yeah. So that's I mean that's confidence. That's assurance that yeah, the stuff definitely. we hope for is going to happen. And you know, I a lot of people holidays remind you of the person that's not there. And as pastors, you know, we see a lot of end of life situations and and we you know do funerals and and sit with people um in times when they're really sad and i'm I'm reminded of a book um called daring to hope i read it in college Mm. it's about this um missionary named katie davis majors um she moves to africa when she's 18 she ends up adopting like eight daughters in africa as like a a single woman Um, and she's constantly taking in moms that are like dying of aids with like six kids and you know she constantly is just trying to show love uh to people and she calls the book daring to hope because in the midst of all this tragedy and heartbreak she puts herself out there and dares to hope in Jesus that things aren't always going to be this way. He's yeah. going to right all the wrongs. He's going to wipe away every tear from our eye. Man. Um, that he'll make all things new. Yeah, what an incredibly cool story. And to be able to remain hopeful when um, everything around you uh, seems like or looks like or legitimately is death, destruction, mm-hmm. you know, just chaos to be able to continue to stay hopeful. I I think that, you know, to a point I think you made earlier that requires uh, a hope in God and a hope in Jesus. Um, I don't think regular people without a relationship with the Lord um, have access to that type of hope. No. And um, just to kind of 
wrap up talking, I, I want to talk about just how big and bold the hope we have is. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are waiting in expectation for Jesus to come back to recreate the heavens and the earth yeah. for us to be like him and with him for there to be no sorrow for all the tears to be wiped away for all the wrongs to be made right. I mean, that is a universe changing hope. Absolutely is. It, it, it literally changes everything. Um, it's life altering. It is earth creation altering. It is universe altering. Um, yeah, absolutely. It changes everything. Yeah. And be encouraged with that. Yeah. Hope today. Yeah, absolutely. Please. I mean, have hope. And if you have questions about that, if you're like, man, that sounds really great and I don't know anything about it or I don't know how to have it, we would love the opportunity to talk to you about it. Um, you can comment on, on YouTube. You can reach us through at info at faircreek.org. You can message us on Facebook. You can come here on a Sunday and talk to one of us. You can talk yeah. with Grayson or his hosts during a Sunday morning service. We would love the opportunity uh, to talk to you about that hope because it is, it, it quite literally changes everything. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to end today on just kind of a fun yes. uh, and light note. Um, so we would love to hear from you, uh, in the comments, uh, what your favorite Christmas movie is. Oh, Christmas movies. Yes. Uh, man, what is the, what is that one Christmas movie that you just, you have to watch it every year. It doesn't matter how many times you've seen it. You've got to watch it. It is your Christmas tradition. Grayson, you have any movies like that? Yeah, uh, for the Harris household, we watch Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, that's the one. Huh? Uh, yeah, it's the one. And uh, I, we went to see it in theaters, my mom and my brother and myself, uh, when I was in like elementary school. And there's a scene uh, where Tim Allen gets a Botox injection, injection <laughs> and his face is frozen. And my mom laughed hysterically during the scene and then five minutes after the scene to the point wow. where like families were like, moving away uh in the theater where they were like pointing and whispering about my mom i'm like mom stop laughing and she couldn't um oh, man. and we watch it every year and she still like laughs hysterically she has gotten to the point where she starts like snickering a couple minutes before the he knows even it's happens coming. yeah um and it, it's just really fun, fun yeah memories and you sure. guys probably you've seen the movie so many times you don't even you probably just watching her at that oh, point. oh absolutely yeah i i don't think i've seen that scene in years i just watched my mom watch the scene yeah that is so much fun uh How about you guys yeah you know i'm gonna stick with the tim allen theme actually and it's nice. this is completely legit as we didn't plan this but i am a big the santa claus fan I, Classic. I grew up watching tim allen in home improvement one of my favorite shows ever and um and so the santa claus number one is absolutely the best one for sure but we watch all three of them i like all three of them those are Christmas traditions in our household. Our kids love them. They think they're hilarious when he falls off the roof. Like they're just laughing. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, only in a movie can you laugh at a person getting hurt really bad. Right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. but whatever. It's like they're just busting up laughing. I'm like, that guy just fell off the roof, but okay, whatever, you know. But <laughs> it's funny. It's such a good movie. And it's a really good, great story too. But we, we love, uh, we love the Santa Claus. I mean, we watch a lot of the other regular ones, you know, Home Alone. Kids love those too. But man, it wouldn't be Christmas without the Santa Claus. 
Yeah, I love that. Let us know what your favorite Christmas yeah, movie is. Yeah, leave us a comment. Tell us what your favorite Christmas movie is. That one that you just have to see it every year. You can't, I mean, it just wouldn't be Christmas without it. Yeah. So. And remember to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel or yeah. to our podcast channel. Um, share this podcast with someone who needs a little bit of hope this holiday season. Yeah, definitely. Um, and join us on Sunday morning. We're starting a new series called Who Needs Christmas? Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 9.30 and 11 here in the building. And then also 9.30 and 11 online if you go to faircreek.online.church or our YouTube channel. But we'd love to see you there and have an awesome day. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We will see you next time. Merry Christmas.